is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. And on this episode, I want to go over some things that I wish I knew a whole lot sooner in the dating world and really the way I've been going about it and things that my younger self, I wish that I knew at that moment and time, but now I do. And for all of you young people out there listening, you know, the 16-year-old, the person in college, maybe out of college, I think all of these apply to you, especially if you are a guy and all of these have come with tons of experience that I'm immensely grateful for. And I think it's going to help a lot of you with perspective in your dating lives, going about it, navigating it in a way where you're continually being healthy and just trying to be the best version of yourself, whether that's in a relationship, out of a relationship, and that's what I want to run down here on this episode. So I'm going to run down the seven things that I wish I knew sooner in the dating world. But first, this episode is brought to you by Vessel Health. Vessel provides real wellness data in an instant right at home. Vessel also tests essential health metrics from nutrition and hydration to stress levels to help you feel, look, and perform better every day. The brand takes a revolutionary approach to help people, including you, understand and optimize their health through at-home assessments, personalized action plans, and ongoing progress monitoring. Seen in Forbes, you can take advantage of a great offer, and yes, great is emphasized here. I have for all of you today by heading to VesselHealth.com, that's V-E-S-S-E-L Health.com, and use code ANT50. Again, that's code ANT50 for 50% off of your first month. Again, that's code ANT50 at VesselHealth.com. All right, so let's get into these seven things that I wish I knew sooner in the dating world. And by the way, it's so crazy how you're going to be mind fucked so many times, not throughout this list. I think this list helps to ease that. But if you're a young person and maybe you've experienced this and maybe you haven't, but for those of you that have experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where the amount of times that you don't expect something to happen and it's really like the person you would least expect to do something or act upon something, that it typically happens and you sit there thinking to yourself, what the fuck just happened? And that has been me a whole ton throughout this dating journey. And with this list today, I hope I can help all of you ease that and just have, and I would even say probably a better way to put this is a place where you can kind of resort to in your mind that everything's going to be okay. Everything's not the end of the world. You are a young person, you're dating. And that typically can be messy and that's fine because you're learning and they are too. But let's get right into this list. And I start with number one, and this is definitely a piggyback off of what we talked about last week in terms of allowing the woman to drive the emotional conversation. So number one, always allow the girl or the woman in this situation to drive the emotional conversation. But the kicker to this, and if you listen to the episode last week, you know exactly what I'm going to say next. When she does lead it here and direct you here, you need to be that emotionally intelligent Swiss army knife. And I know that sounds condescending, but If you have been listening to me for a while, you know I do not mean that in any way. If you actually listen to our episode on emotional intelligence, it's actually a guide as to what the Harvard Business Review emotional intelligence book 
was and a little bit of a recap of it, which I also argue everybody, guy, girl, or however you identify, should read it or listen to it, however you're going to take that in before getting into your next relationship. So number one, if you're a guy, allow her to drive the emotional conversation because again, at the end of the day, it's all about her comfort and where you're going to be. And we talked about on the last episode about how guys always jump the gun in terms of love and women. It takes them a while to get there because I would say generally speaking, and by the way, you know how much I hate generalities and dating, but generally speaking, it takes them a little bit longer to get there on an emotional level because I would argue that they probably value it a little bit more than us guys who will say something and picture a future and, and all of those expectations we have in our minds tend to pop up. But if you're a young guy out there, allow her to drive that emotional conversation. And when it gets there, you need to be that emotionally intelligent Swiss Army knife. So that's number one of one of the things that I wish I knew sooner in the dating world. And that takes us to number two. And that is don't fall for the shit test she's going to put you through. Stay on your ground and don't concede. And this is kind of that first interaction you're going to have with her. She's going to ask you the subtle questions that probably come off as genuine. But as you experience that more and more often, you know it's a shit test. And it's probably a question. She's trying to see where you are. Stand your ground. And she might not like that. She might not like a way that you stand on something. I'm going to tell you something too. She's going to respect you a whole lot more if you are your true self. And I've been extraordinarily guilty of this as a young person, probably when I was, I don't know, 17 or 18, new to the dating scene. Yes, I know it's a little bit late compared to some of you, but I always was trying to say the right thing so that the girl would quote unquote like you. That's obviously not what you're supposed to do. And I didn't really have anybody there to kind of tell me that or walk me through that until a little bit later when I had some really good friends who are a little bit older around me and kind of showed me and and taught me things that I am extremely grateful for. So don't fall for the shit test. It's kind of like that common example too, I think of where it's that like sex tonight example of the girl says, oh my gosh, I don't want to have sex tonight. And then the guy's like, oh, you know, I I didn't really want to have sex tonight anyway. And it's like, really, dude, did you really not want to have sex tonight? It's like, you should just tell her she's going to respect you a whole lot more regardless of what is going to happen. So number two, Don't fall for the shit test. Be able to recognize when it's happening. Stand your ground. Don't concede and just be true to who you are. That's something I learned and have been learning dating as a young person. And that takes us to number three. And this probably is the most controversial one. And I'm kind of back and forth on this, but I feel like I'm a little bit more solid today than I have been before. You're a young guy out there. Never. And I mean never tell her you like her directly until she's ready to define it. That goes back to number one about the emotional conversation. It's all about her level of comfort as I've come to find. And I feel like at times you want her asking her friends, does this guy actually like me? But I do know that this is a controversial opinion because you can get screwed and then she could say, oh my gosh, I thought we were just friends. But one thing I've learned with dating, and it is a numbers game, and you're going to have a great time doing it if that's what you're into. And I've certainly done that at a younger age. And now I'm getting to a point where it's like, I'm tired of the games. I just kind of want to figure this thing out. But mystery is attractive. And in the dating world as a young person, the dating game, 
that tends to be the way it is now. And if you're a guy, it's like if you tell her you like her directly, some women may like that. And I do know women that really do like that because they really do like the guy. But if you jump the gun, you could find yourself in a very shitty situation. So I'm going to leave that up to you guys and what you want to do. If you have opinions on that, you know where we are on social media or email the show standard procedure podcast at gmail.com and let us know let me know about how you feel about that guy girl out there we might even read a couple of those here on this podcast but number three is a little controversial and I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on it because if I really like someone it's like I really want to fucking say it and I'm the biggest proponent of saying it at the risk of being rejected which is kind of contrary to belief of what I've said many times here before but I also do understand that mystery is attractive and it just depends on the person you're dealing with. So that's number three. Do that at your own risk. And that takes us to number four. And this one, I don't think there's a debate or there's not really any doubt about this. This one applies particularly to guys out there. Please, and I mean please, and I've learned this, do not text with exclamations or emojis to the girl that you're talking to or the girl that you like. You should be texting to set the dates up. And if you're texting her outside of that, I hate to break it to you, you're probably just her friend. Always try and get her onto FaceTime in person, right? Like that should be the move. And also too, I'll I'll even add on top of the exclamation and emojis as a guy, it's just really cringy. Stop sending the LOLs or the ha ha ha's after sending something you want to get across her, right? You're going to say something, but you add that LOL or ha ha ha, maybe because of habit, but maybe you're also adding it. And we've all been here because we don't want it to seem as direct and you don't want to, you don't want her to react in a way where you're like, oh shit. And you're really scared of what her reaction is going to be. This kind of goes with that attitude that I've been talking about for a while. And I've learned in dating is that, and I think back to, by the way, too, when I had a young woman out there right into one of our Instagram prompts about like, how do I become hotter, right? My response was just stop giving a fuck. And I think that actually can be taken out of context, but in terms of dating and certain things, you just got to send it and hope that the reaction is good. And if it's not, you'll be all right. You can move on. But as a guy, don't send the LOL or ha 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 after something. If you're in that talking stage, say what you want to say, get it across don't use those exclamations and emojis. Leave it up to the to the women you're talking to. And the goal is to get her on FaceTime. We all know this, but if you don't, now you do. So that's number four. Now, number five is one of these things that people will tell you comes with experience and time. And I can definitely attest to that. It certainly has. If your gut is telling you that there's red flags, there probably is. Now, I asterisk this because... Everybody does have red flags to a degree, and a red flag to one person can be different to another person. But it's also so weird how often we like question our gut because of like what's in our heart. But what ends up being right most of the time is our gut. And this comes again with that experience and just putting yourself in as many situations as possible. And, you know, being that 16 year old person, high school, college, whatever. I didn't really know that because I didn't have those experiences. So if you're out there listening, always go with your gut. Your gut is like the voice of reason from your soul. I tell people that all the time. And that is something I have certainly learned going about the dating world as a young person. And now to number six, and we're almost done here. 
if you're in that talking stage, and I don't mean this even applies to people in the relationship stage, just the talking stage, you're trying to figure out what is happening next. Just remember, you don't owe that person shit, and they don't owe you shit either. Now, I know there's a lot of conversations about being loyal during the talking stage, right? I mean, I feel like everybody wishes that could happen, but it's the talking stage for a reason. There's not a title on it, but the difference between the title is what the expectation actually will be at one point. But number six is you really don't owe anybody shit, and neither do they. They don't owe you shit either. Until it's serious, you owe yourself the best. And finally to number seven, and by the way, after number seven, I'm thinking of something now that I want to just say in terms of overall dating as a young person that I feel like is going to help so many of you out there. But number seven is this. Ask yourself continuously, are they good for you and contributing to your happiness? Let me say that again. Number seven, ask yourself if they are good for you and are contributing to your happiness. Now, of course, you need to be good for them and contributing to their happiness, but you have to be a little bit selfish in dating, and that's kind of what everybody is doing. That's really how it always has been. I've learned that. you got to make sure they're good for you. They're making you a better person, and ultimately, you can grow together, and this takes me to like my overall take on dating as a young person, just something I wish I kind of knew sooner. We talk about how demanding and strict that we should be with our non-negotiables and what we want, and that oftentimes leads to us not finding a particular person because the city we're in, the excuse is, oh, well, the city's not great, there's not people. I feel like that's bullshit unless you're in like North Dakota or somewhere in the world where there's like 10 people in a town. There's people that are compatible for you everywhere. You just have to go out and about and find it and really find if they're going to make you that better person and contribute to your happiness. But it's just so funny how like we're so strict on these non-negotiables. But we also have to like understand that when we're getting into a relationship, it's a compromise. And the one thing I've learned, and maybe this is the highlight of this episode, is that yes, maybe the relationship is your goal. But my thing is like the person has to be likable enough for you to want to compromise on certain things. I know that compromise word can be looked at in a negative light, but you really are compromising. If you are single right now and you're going to be going into a relationship, that person has to be likable enough for you to want to compromise. And when you get into something with someone, the object is to to grow and get better together. And that's something I've certainly learned throughout the dating world. So I think the asterisk there and the highlight of this episode is yes, those seven things that I wish I knew And now I do, and I hopefully can share with all of you, but the person has to be likable enough for you to want to compromise certain things and get into that relationship because you can like a lot of people, but does that mean you want to be in a relationship with them? What does that mean? What do the expectations look like? Those are questions you have to ask yourself. I'm telling you as a young person, I'm trying to figure that out right now too. So that's the episode Shout out to Vessel Health for sponsoring this episode. You can head to VesselHealth.com and use that code ANT50 for 50% off of your first month. It's probably the best thing to do to track your health. And if you're not doing it, who will? Also, you can head to Anfrello.com slash partners for other deals and discounts there available to you with our fabulous other partners. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Hopefully this episode helped you. And I will talk to all of you later.